four of the Knit Actually podcast. My name is Becky, and I'll be your host. Today's segments include Actually Working, Actually Dying, Actually Stashed, Actually Attending, and Actually Distracted. So, Actually Working, um, I did work on a lot of different projects this week, little bits here and there. I didn't finish anything. Um, I had another stressful week or so of work and a big project that wrapped up um, last week, so I was pretty focused on simple things that I could knit when I was distracted or stressed out. So the first thing that I worked on that kind of lives in my office at the moment is the Garter Squish Blanket. That's a Stephen West pattern that's free on Ravelry, and I'm knitting this as a wedding gift. Um, I am working, it's knit with two two strands of worsted weight yarn held double, and I'm working with three different blues in a Knit Picks Preciosa and then a gray, a silver gray, alongside of those. And so I did finish the second colored band and start the third. So now I have all three colors worked into the blanket um, and I'm really happy with how it's turning out so far. It's really soft and really squishy and I have a long way to go but it definitely looks like a blanket now. Um, So I'm excited about that piece and I think it's really turning out nice and I think it's going to make a nice gift for them. I worked on a lot of socks this week. All of them are just a um, simple 3x1 rib sock using the measurements that I got in the custom fit socks class that I took at Interweave Yarn Fest. Um, So I have three different pairs of socks cast on at the moment. The first is out of a Western Sky Knits uh, fingering weight yarn Aspen sock yarn, I believe, that I bought up at Interweave, and I don't have the colorway, but it's um, it's bright spring colors. There's a purple and a pink and a green, um, and so I have one pair of those cast on. Those have been the ones that I have been working um, using my little sock bag that I bought uh, while I was going for walks with the kids at night. So I got through the leg of one of those. I, I reached a point where I thought, Um, Once you get to the heel, right, the socks are not always the best carry-along knitting. So um, those kind of were in and out of being my primary project uh, this week while I was out and about. The second is, um, same thing, some vanilla socks um, based on some hand-dyed yarn that I did over Memorial Day. So this was one of the sock blanks that I um, painted over Memorial Day weekend, so it's a silver gray and then kind of a neon rainbow, so stripe of gray, stripe of purple, stripe of gray, stripe of blue, and I'm really excited about how that's sitting up. It's definitely not um, a technique I think I would do again. There is a lot of um, heathering because of the way that the sock blank worked, and um, it took such a long time that I, I would rather have socks that are more vibrantly dyed, but I'm really happy with them. They're really cute. I will wear them a ton. Um, I did two blanks like this and I did finish the one pair of socks a couple weeks ago. And in the mornings when it's chilly, I have been wearing them. They're super comfy and they're adorable. So I'm happy with them. Um, I am most of the way through the foot on that one. Again, that hasn't been able to be my take along knitting because I am always worried that I'll get to the toe and need to concentrate more than I than I can if I'm out and about um, at baseball or with the kids somewhere. And then the third pair of socks that I'm working on is actually not a um, custom fit sock. It's um, a pair of socks that I wrote a pattern for about a year ago. And um, it's just a cute cable and lace combination. I had hand dyed the yarn. Um, it's a merino cashmere nylon blend in a berry crush color, which is my absolute favorite color at the moment. Um, and I had a pair of these that had been my purse knitting, and I pursed the, the uh, cat shoot the strap up. And so I got a couple of cute new bags this week, and I was switching purses and found these socks that I hadn't finished at the bottom of the bag. So I'm pretty excited about those. It's definitely more thinking than I necessarily have brain space in for the moment, but I um, had a little time yesterday and the day before, and I added a couple of inches to these socks. Um, So I really am excited about them. They're very, very soft, and I love the color, um, and I'm excited to get those wrapped up as well. One of the socks is already finished, so I'm, you know, halfway down the leg of the second sock at this point. The other thing that I worked on was the the striped cowl um, by Matilde Score that I um, had pulled together out of 
bits of fingering weight yarn from my stash. So I went through my stash and wound a cake of yarn with just a handful of yards um, from lots of different colors. And then the, the contrasting or the solid color on that was some Lorna's Laces Shepherd's Sock in a kerfuffle color that is kind of a really, really, really dark gray. Um, and so I had this kind of sitting as my, you know, don't need to look at it knitting for a while. I took the kids last Friday and we went and saw Jurassic World, um, which was a fantastic and really fun summer popcorn movie. If anybody is looking for a fun movie to catch. Um, so I brought that along with me to be my in the movie knitting because I wouldn't have to look. And the fun, most fun thing about this was that I really did kind of just randomly wind up these skeins and um, I didn't pay a whole lot of attention. They're kind of arranged by like what bin they were in in my stash because I really wanted it to be fun and eclectic looking. And so I brought it with me to the movies and I knit on it the whole time. And it's kind of a long movie and there were a ton of previews. So I think we were in there for close to two and a half hours. And I came out and I had knit three new colors of stripes plus the contrasting kind of dark gray color. And it was great fun because I really didn't know what color I was necessarily knitting when I was in there and I couldn't see how the colors lined up against each other when I was in the movie. And um, it was really fun to, to walk out into the sunshine in the afternoon. And I really love the way the first couple colors are coming together. So at the beginning here, it looks like I've got mostly pinks and purples. One of them is a color called hot pimento. And so it's a little more of the reddish pinkish color. Um, and there's some, I knit a stripe that was some leftover, um, yarn from a baby sweater that I made my nephew when he was born about 15 months ago. So, um, lots of fun. And that was just kind of cool for my, um, in the movie knitting. One of the things that I did a lot of work on this past week was the, um, easy shawl. So that's a Martina Bame, a uh, very simple shawl. I'm knitting that out of some, um, fingering weight yarn on a Stellina and merino nylon bent blend so it's got a little bit of sparkle to it um, I did a little reading this week and it seems like that Stellina yarn really does better with a darker color and this is all pretty light color so there's not a lot of sparkle to it um, but there's a little and I and I really like it so the three colors are kind of a, a very light um, aqua and then a color that was called purple pop so it's a very fluorescent pinky purple and then a deep magenta which is kind of a reddish purple. Um, and the general um, instructions on the shawl, it's real simple. It's a garter stitch shawl, but you knit until you've knit half the yarn and then the instructions change and then you knit the rest of the ball of yarn. So I've been kind of measuring the ball of yarn as I go every couple of hours. Um, and I think I am at about the 60 gram mark. I don't want to go all the way down to 50 because I feel a little paranoid that maybe I'll then be cutting it too close and run out of yarn. So probably when I get to about 52 or 53 grams of yarn, I will make the switch. And I know that um, may cause the colors to not be 100% symmetrical, but I don't think it'll be too big of a problem. Um, and it's the perfect project for me right now because it is literally called easy and that's what I've got time for at the moment. So um, those are the things that I worked on this week. And oh, I guess the other thing that I worked on was I did make a submission to Twist Collective um, and I needed to knit some swatches for that. So I'm not going to talk about those too much right now because I don't want to jinx myself and maybe they'll get accepted. <laughs> maybe they won't. But um I did some double knitting, so I took a class on double knitting, and I also took a craftsy class on double knitting, and I had been really wanting to kind of like try that out myself, and so I knit two really fun swatches, um, and one of them, uh, well, I won't talk about what the, the exact specifics are, but they both, I knit them with a Madeline Tosh um fingering weight yarn that I had in my stash color was moonstone and then I had some knit fix chroma which is a um, a gradient yarn so I wouldn't knit those two together in a real project because the one is a single and the other is um I think it might be called twist light but anyways there's quite a bit of twist and applied to it so 
Um, but what was cool was that the um, the gradient kind of changed as as it moved along. So one way or the other, I think these are both things that I will publish at some point. Um, I'm going to talk about them a little bit more in the dyeing section because um, I did um, dye some yarn to turn both of those swatches into actual projects. Um, so more about those later, but that was a lot of fun. It did, did take a lot of my time, um, but I really enjoyed it and it was kind of just a fun um, little exercise for me to kind of try that double knitting in practice um, on my own. So very fun. Actually dying. I really feel like I have caught the dying in my kitchen bug. Um, so I've had a ton of fun with stuff like that this week. Um, I have a bunch of um, dyeing that I did this week. I, for these projects that I'm going to cast on based on these couple of little patterns I came up with, um, I did dye two different skeins um, of just jet black. And so I kettle dyed those. The one is a... Um, merino nylon stellina blend so it's got some sparkle to it i'm really excited about that one it's it's cute and definitely backs up kind of what i um read about the stellina showing more against a dark contrasting color it's got quite a bit of sparkle to it and i'm very excited about that and then the other was a skein of a fingering weight merino cashmere nylon blend that i had in my stash and so also dyed that um to a jet black it was interesting to watch um you know I did the exact same mixture of um dye and it took me a little while to get the mix right so that they would come out like truly truly black but the dye took very differently and I think quite a bit more quickly to the Stellina blend yarn than it did to the cashmere um so that was just kind of fun to see the difference in how those worked so to go along with those two skeins of yarn, I dyed two skeins of five color gradients. Um, so again, those are the same, the Stellina blend and the Merino Cashmere Nylon blend. Um, I did not until this week have a warping board or anything. So what I did was just put those on my, um, my Swift and then I wrapped them on my Nitty Knotty and I'm pretty sure I counted the wraps to try to make sure that I was breaking it up evenly. So I'm pretty excited that I, I'll have a better system going forward um, to deal with some of those because I did buy a warping board um, this week on Etsy. Um, but the gradients that I did are really bright, fun colors. The one, I think will suit the one design better because I really did do a, a five color rainbow. So there's a purple, blue, green, orange, and a hot pink. And then the other one, it's the same five colors, but I did not do them in rainbow order. And I really like how they turned out, and I'm excited to cast those on this weekend. I have a little more time to myself um, this weekend. It's Father's Day, and my kids will be with their dad for the entire weekend. So um, I'm doing some math and going to try to cast on a couple of things this weekend using those those pairs of yarns. Super excited. Um and then the other thing that I did was some self-striping yarn. So this was something I had attempted with the sock blanks. Like I said, I, I was okay with how they turned out. I'm not disappointed in how they turned out. It was a lot of fun to paint those blanks. But um, there was, even though I used the Pro Paste to kind of thicken the dye, there was quite a bit of bleeding between the colors. It's quite a bit of heathering because I feel like the, even though I flipped the blanks over and painted them from both sides. There's quite a bit um, where it clearly didn't get into the middle of the stitches and um, so it's very heathered looking. So I wanted to try more of a traditional self-striping yarn. So the first one that I did, I tried that same thing with my Nitty Naughty. I put some yarn on a Swift. Um, I think it was just a, a BFL fingering that I had and um, I would just wrap some with my Swift and then knot them up and then wrap some more and knot them up. And I put um, five different colors in um, mason jars and I just kind of dip dyed the little sections. And so I had six different colors of purples and blues and they turned out 
absolutely beautiful. I'm super happy with them. Um, they're going to be socks for my son Ben. I'm sorry if you heard a delay in the recording there. I had a little problem with my computer. Um, so the next thing that I tried with the self-striping yarn was I did a little bit of work with um, the, the Swift and the Nitty Naughty again. I picked four colors, so um, a, a dark purple, a dark blue, and then a bright orange and a bright pink. And um, I tried to be a little more consistent with the number of wraps I did on the Nitty Naughty. Um, and just did the same thing. I dip dyed those in a mason jar. So the first set with the blues, I was just kind of playing and I wasn't real careful about how many wraps I did. So it'll be interesting to see how those knit up. But the, um, the second one, I really tried to be very precise about how many wraps I did and, um, in the hopes that I will end up with nice, consistently sized stripes. Um, on those socks and they turned out fantastic as well. I feel like um, I do have a couple of pairs of socks I really want to finish on my needles but I'm at the point where I'm so excited about this yarn I just want to rip the needles out of everything and start these socks instead. So I've got a couple of exciting things there um, and then I I decided after that nitty naughty experience and how difficult it was and how much tying it was and how much time it took that I really was um, ready to invest in a warping board. So I didn't, I, I've seen some on YouTube that that seem to be designed maybe more specifically for um, dyeing socks. They have a little piece of wood that you wedge in the middle that seems to stretch things um, when they're wet. But I just bought um, from Etsy um, a simple warping board. I think it's a four and a half yard board is what it's called and has seven pegs. So really, I can do up to seven colors um, in a self-striping. Came the other day, and I was really excited about it. Um, it's definitely time-consuming to get it uh, loaded up with the yarn, but it wasn't um, terribly so, and it's a lot less time-consuming than a couple of the other things that I've been doing. So I feel like I'll get faster the more that I do it when I get some practice. So I, um, I did a seven-color self-striping the other day. I guess I did seven wraps anyways. And my goal was to do a navy blue base. And then I had a green, a pink, a purple, and a turquoise. So I was going to do kind of a stripe of navy and then a stripe of contrasting color and then a stripe of navy and see how that went. And I was really proud of myself. I got the whole thing wrapped and tied and ready to go. And I decided to soak the yarn and I soaked it in some water and citric acid and then when it came out I had lost track of the order of the skeins and so when I went to dip them I, I was having trouble telling sort of which was the first and which was the last so I did a little guesswork it didn't turn out terrible I did end up with two stripes of navy next to each other so I guess when they're finished socks there may be a lot of navy but the way I wound the ball I may just I don't know Maybe I'll snip it. I haven't decided 100% yet. But I am really happy with the the effect. I was able to really pretty easily, um, once the skeins were dry, get them back onto the warping board so that I could wind them from there. And so I've definitely had my share of, like, tangled globs of yarn lately. And I felt like this really helped with that as well. So very fun. Um, I definitely have the bug. And I... Can't wait to do some more. I don't I don't know. I'm going to need to grow more arms or something so that I can knit all this sock yarn, but um, it's a good problem to have. So the next thing that I'm going to try over the weekend, I, I wrapped the board yesterday. I haven't had time to um, to actually dye the yarn that's laid here tonight, so I won't be doing it tonight either. But I, um, I wrapped the board, again, with set up for seven colors, but the first color, which I think is going to be a gray, um, I did like eight wraps per peg. And then the six, I did just two wraps per peg. And I'm going to do those in a, in a real traditional rainbow. Um, and I've seen some socks like that on Instagram and other places. And I really like the way they look. I think they're super cool. I think that Stephanie Pearl McPhee had bought some yarn from an indie dyer and done some socks that that kind of do that same sort of thing where it's a big block of 
a neutral and then a quick little rainbow. Um, and I know I missed a shop update from somebody that was doing that the other day. So I thought, well, let me try this myself. I think it's going to be really fun and we'll see how it goes. So it's all tied up, ready to go. Um, I soaked the yarn first before I wrapped it in the hopes that that would um, alleviate my challenge the other day. At least it's been soaked in citric acid. It's not wet anymore. So we'll see if that impacts how the color takes. Um, but the other thing that I did for myself was on one end as I tied them, I knew I had seven colors. So I cut the pieces of scrap yarn long and then I tied the right number of knots in the end of the scrap yarn. So I tied it in the little figure eight and then on color one, I tied one knot. And color two, I tied two knots. So we'll see if that helps me. I think it might. Um, and I'm excited to give this a shot. It's just been busy the last couple days, and I haven't had time to actually throw that in the dye pot. I may hand paint these um, instead of doing the thing with the mason jars. Um, but I'm still trying to decide. I'm going to fiddle with that a little bit tomorrow. So hopefully the next time I record... I will have exciting things to talk about with um, that particular self-striping. And I did order some more undyed yarn. Um, I ordered myself some Merino Cashmere Nylon Blend. I really want to knit the Hohi Locatelli three-color cashmere cowl. And I was looking at yarn the other day and trying to make some decisions about ordering something. And then I decided that it would be more fun to dye something myself. So um, three... Three skeins of that may go to that um, project, although I think it's only 200 um, yards required. So I also feel like I could wind myself just, just enough yarn of each color and then have some more left over for, for something else that I might want to dye. So that's definitely a weekend project. Um, my older son wants a pair of self-striping socks, and what I'd really like to do with him is um, wind that on the warping board and then let him do the the painting or the dipping or whatever we decide to do and let him pick the colors and everything. So that could be a lot of fun. I'm definitely going to set something like that up this weekend as well. Actually stashed. Um, for the first time in quite a while, I bought some new yarn this week. So I did go to the Estes Wool Market um, in Estes Park, Colorado over the weekend. And um, so obviously I had to buy some yarn. I thought I showed great restraint. Um, while I was at the show, I definitely admired a lot of the yarn that was there, and I'll talk about that a little bit more. Um, but I just want to talk for a minute about the yarns that I did buy. Uh, there was an, a new dyer there at um, at the event who had also been at the Interweave Yarn Fest, and my friend Jen had bought some of their sock yarn. So the name of the dyer is MJ Yarns, and Jen was super happy with how her socks turned out. These were the first socks that she knit um, after our custom fit sock class. And um, she really liked them. I was excited to see the dyer there again. So my husband very patiently came along with me to the wool market. So we went to their booth and I let him pick out some yarn. Excuse me for yawning. My gosh. Um, I let him pick out some yarn that will be probably Christmas socks for him. I feel like Ben's socks take an inordinate amount of time, but I do like to do that for him for Christmas. So the color that he picked is Cerulean Twilight. It's their simple sock fingering weight. So it's a 75% Superwash Coradale, 25% nylon. So definitely a base that I haven't used before. I'm pretty excited about it, um, especially since it is still Superwash. And we'll see how it goes. The colors are, there's a royal blue and um, a teal blue and kind of a, um, maybe like a dark cornflower blue that almost, or periwinkle maybe is what I would call it. Um, so he had a couple that he looked at. The nice thing that, that they do in their booth is they had swatches knit up so we could take a look together and see what they were going to look like when they were done. And this is the one he picked. So I'm very excited to get those on the needles. But um, my husband is traveling this week, and I want to do some measurements so that I have the right sock recipe for him now um, coming out of my custom fit sock class. So the other thing that I bought from them was um, a, another skein of this MJ Yarns. I bought their Silken Lace Weight. So it's an 80% Merino, 20% Tussa Silk. 
Um, it's 980 yards at 100 gram skein. And the colorway that I bought is called Caitlin. And it is a charcoal gray, a teal, blue, and a purple. Definitely a hand-painted yarn. And there's definitely are sections of much darker bits of that color. And then, um, and then fading off into lighter bits of the color. So it's super pretty. Um, I had cast out a couple of weeks ago a seaboard tank by Tannis Fiber Arts, and I haven't really done much with it, but as soon as I saw this yarn, I thought, I want more than one of those tank tops that I have not finished knitting, and I'm going to buy some of this, and it's probably going to become um, a second one. Or maybe, because I might even like the colors a little bit more, maybe this will be the first one, and I will, um, I'll pick the other one back up later. So that's my plan for this yarn. It's lovely. I really wanted to support someone local there in Lafayette, Colorado, and um, their website, I will link in the show notes, but I believe it's just mjyarns.com, and so um, shop local, right? That That's uh, kind of important to me. So the other thing um, that I, is not in my stash yet, but it's on its way, is I, um, I have subscriptions at the moment to two Madeline Tosh yarn clubs. The first one is their sweater club and my last shipment of yarn will come in July for that one. But my um, the other one that I'm doing is their summer yarn club. So the way that the yarn club works is it's, um, it's four months. The first month you just make a payment um, and then three months following you get yarn. Um, I did two subscriptions that way. If I want to do sweaters, I should end up with sweater quantities of all the yarns. And this time through, it's a there's a BFL fingering weight um, and a merino cashmere nylon fingering weight and then um, a super soft DK. Those are the three that they'll do. So the June yarn is um, the BFL. And the way that the club works is this time they kind of had fashion inspiration that you signed up for. So there were things like Neo Hippie, which is what I chose, and a classic. And um, when it was about kind of naturals and one that was called Neon Junkie. And they had sort of fashion inspiration pictures that you could pick from. In the past, it's been more about gosh, I want jewel tones, or I want neons, or I want naturals, or I want neutrals. So this was a little more fun. It was it was more about what the clothing will be like at the end. Um, and so I picked Neo Hippie, and the way that they do it is they'll send out an email to everyone in the club at the beginning of the month, and there are inspiration photos. And usually there's like four or five of them. And then you get to vote. And so you get to vote for which one you like, and the winning vote wins is the inspiration picture and then they dye up some yarn and it's a total surprise so you really have no idea um what you're getting until it shows up in the mail and my favorite picture won so that was great it's kind of a cool picture of a woman in like a tie-dye dress and it was blues and purples and greens so I'm guessing it'll be those colors I can't wait to see the yarn when it gets here and um it shipped this week, so I'm kind of expecting that I'll have it by the weekend. The post office um, tracking is never great, so it's hard to say exactly when it will arrive, but I'm very excited. I know they had to re-dye a couple of skeins for my second shipment, um, and they, even though I have two subscriptions, they send them in separate things. So um, I'll get at least some of it probably by the weekend, and then the rest um, probably next week. So... Um, I'll start looking for patterns to um, use that on once the yarn has showed up. And so next month, um, what's very exciting to me is that I will get both a sweater club shipment and a yarn club shipment, and I will be swimming in Madeline Tosh yarn. So very exciting. Um, and I, I like the surprise element of this club. I've never been disappointed in the colors. I did get some yarn one time. They did a, their their bulky base, which was called home and there was a colorway called um mandala that um when i got it i was like what the heck am i gonna knit out of this it was it was very very variegated 
um, blues, purples, pinks, greens. I've seen it um, online now in a bunch of different weights. And I think in a fingering weight, I would really like this yarn a lot. In the bulky, I was like, I don't, I don't know what I'm going to do with this. Maybe I'll trade it. Maybe I'll sell it. I don't know. And then over the winter, last winter, I knit myself a big, huge, chunky, wraps like twice around my neck kind of cowl that I love. And I knit it out of that yarn and it's perfect. And I'm so glad I didn't get rid of it. So even the one time that I thought I was disappointed, it actually turned into like, I wear that cowl. I'll plan whole outfits around that cowl. I love it. And it's one of my happiest pieces of knitwear. So I guess you never know until you cast it on how you're going to feel about, about yarn, especially hand-dyed yarn. So actually attending, um, I wanted to talk a little bit about the Estes Wool Market. So I went to the Estes Wool Market on Saturday, June the 13th. The event runs from Thursday through Sunday. Thursday and Friday were just classes, and then the Wool Market itself runs um, Saturday and Sunday. So my husband and I um, drove up late morning on Saturday. It's about a 45 minute drive from my house, but there was an Ironman triathlon going on. And I swear I got stuck in this exact same traffic last year. And it was like impossible to get to Estes Park from my house. <laughs> like everywhere you went, the roads were closed and they had bikes and they had um, police directing traffic. It was all backed up. So it probably took us a half hour longer than usual to get up there, but it, it was worth it. Um, so we did not park at the fairgrounds. We parked at the nearby ball field. So the Estes Park Fairgrounds are right on Lake Estes. It's a beautiful location. Um, and um, when I grew up in Estes Park, and as a kid, one of the first places we lived when we um, moved to town was right near um, the fairgrounds, walking distance from my house when I was, you know, 10, 11, 12 years old. And so I fond memories of the fairgrounds there. They used to run a weekly rodeo in Estes Park, and my dad is a paramedic, and he would um, pick up extra shifts working at the rodeo as a paramedic on site. And so we spent our weekends um, at the fairgrounds a lot of the time. And the rooftop rodeo is still a seasonal thing that they do in town every July, and that is there. And um, gosh, I haven't missed the rooftop rodeo in years. We go every single summer. It's always right around my nephew's birthday. And, um, I take my kids every summer. So, uh, so I love the Estes fairgrounds. I love Estes. It's kind of my perfect day. We, um, we went to the wool market in Estes and then we went to my favorite restaurant for lunch, which is Ed's Cantina, which was kind of the, um, place we always hung out when I was in high school. It's changed a lot since I was in high school as things do, but it's still, um, still my favorite. So I wanted to just tell you a little bit about the, the types of things that they have at the wool market. Um, we definitely walked around. They were judging fleeces while we were there. I've never done anything like that um, or gone and watched any of that. So that was really interesting to me. It's really fun. They had all the bags open and you could really, you know, look and touch and um, get a sense of all of that. So I've heard other people talk about that experience. I don't spin um I don't have any immediate plans to learn to spin, um, but it was really cool to see all the different varieties of fleeces um, in sort of their raw state. Um, I, I really enjoyed that a lot. So I listened to a little bit of the judging, and then they were doing sheepdog demonstrations, um, which we did not stop to watch. And then we headed over to the marketplace. So the marketplace was great. It was it was probably about the same size as the um, market at Yarnfest, maybe a little bit smaller. Definitely more um, geared, I think, towards um, fiber and wool enthusiasts than maybe yarn enthusiasts like myself. But there were there was plenty of yarn to admire and touch. Um, so we. We probably spent about an hour walking around the marketplace. My husband, like I said, was very patient. Um, there were a couple of things that really intrigued me, and I felt like I showed some pretty great restraint in the marketplace. Um, one of the things was there was fiber from Bijou Basin Ranch, um, and they were at Yarnfest as well, and they have a beautiful set of yarns that are um, 
mixes that include yak down, which is so soft and so yummy. Um, but I, I could not justify the price tag. So that's something I'm definitely going to have to save up for or, um, drop a hint for when my birthday comes or Christmas or something. Cause I really loved the feel of it and the hand of it. And I, um, I definitely aspire to own some of that yarn at some point. A couple of the booths that we stopped at where I got business cards because I liked them enough was um, there was a booth called Northwest Blooms. So they're from Cheyenne, Wyoming, and they had beautiful weaving um, equipment, but they also had these gorgeous um, wood, really nicely finished um, Nitty Naughties. My Nitty Naughty is just, I think it was $8, and I think I got it from Nitpix, and it's unfinished wood, and there's nothing fancy or special about it, and these were beautiful, you know, hand-turned wood nitty naughty. So um, they were actually pretty reasonably priced and I probably should have indulged. But I have their card and I have their website and I'll link to them in the show notes. Um, but they're beautiful, beautiful stuff. The other card that I picked up was um, from a vendor called Wild Expression Studio. So this was the artist who did the um, artwork for the event. It was the 25th year of the event. Um, they had tote bags and posters and t-shirts and things, but they were these cute, like funky, um, animals in bright colors. And, um, it looked to me like she will do, um, yeah, it says right on her card, pet portrait commissions. And I just loved some of the ones that she had. And, um, my dog passed away. It'll be three. It was three years ago. Um, last month and I, I still miss her terribly. Um, and so I thought, gosh, I might really enjoy just the, this, these little bitty, maybe they were like four by four paintings. And I thought I would like to maybe have just a little teeny tiny painting of my sweet girl. So, um, so that's something I might think about. I also think my husband might actually get a kick out of a teeny tiny painting of our cat. <laughs> so I'm storing this away for future reference and maybe for Christmas gifts because I, I thought they were really cool. Um, another yarn booth that I stopped in that I did not make a purchase in, but um, I liked their stuff a lot, and I, I picked up a card wanted to talk about them a little bit, was uh, Luna Bud Knits. And so they are from Nicholsville, Kentucky. It's lunabudknits.com. And they had a lot of great um, colors, and they had some really cool gradient kits, little bitty mini skeins and things like that that would do a, a full gradient of a single color or um, multicolor gradients. And um, like I said, I decided instead to shop local and buy from the Colorado vendor, but I really liked them a lot. And I, and I could imagine myself going online and purchasing some of their yarn uh, at a later date. And the last thing that I picked up a card for was um, there was a company there called Indian Lake Artisans and they have um, hexagonal, hexagonal hexagonal um needles and so they are handcrafted they one of the things that I loved a lot was that they had bowls of yarn set up so that you could kind of taste the needles and try them out and take them for a test drive and so the way that he explained it to me was um that the hexagonal shape makes it so that you put less pressure on your hands. There's a greater surface area of the needle coming into contact with the yarn at any point in time. And um, they were very, very nicely crafted needles. They had um, really super smooth joins. And I feel like I have some very nice circular needles. I, did, I only tried the circulars. I did not try the straights, although they did have straights as well, but I don't really, I don't really knit with straight needles. Um, but I have some really nice circular needles, and I think these were the smoothest joints I had ever seen on a needle. The other thing that was really interesting was the, the way that it worked. The tips of the needle would spin as you knit um, if they needed to. Um, so that was just a, a really interesting thing as well. The only reason that I did not purchase a pair of these was because I definitely have sock yarn on the brain. I definitely have sock knitting 
on the brain at the moment, and I knit my socks on a size zero um, U.S. needle because I'm a very loose knitter. So the smallest they had in the circulars was a U.S. two, and that makes sense to me that they would only run that small given um, given the nature of the needles and the handcrafted wooden needles. Um, it would be a tragedy, honestly, to have something that thin and then potentially snap it. And he did talk to me a little bit about the the blend of woods that they had at the different sizes. I think the twos were maple only. And then as you got a little bit bigger, there was a maple and walnut mix. Um, but I passed, at least for now. I did take their card and I do have their website. It's um, IndianLakeArtisans.com. And so I, um, I will definitely check that website out at some point. I'm sure I, I may... Um, give those a spin and see what I think of them. So the other things that we did while we were up there, once we were done in the marketplace, um, was we just walked around the barns and sort of visited the animals. They had an entire barn of alpacas, and so that was fun. My parents live across the street from an alpaca farm, and the alpacas who live next door were at the show, so that was pretty funny. Um, my kids have grown up, you know, walking from grandma's to visit the alpacas, um, pretty much their whole lives. So it, it was funny that they were actually there at the show. And um, obviously they had sheep and goats, uh, anything like that, the county fair or anything like that. It always just makes me want to bring home all the animals. I was trying to convince my husband that I had made friends with one of the goats that we should bring it home. And then when we saw how much the alpacas cost in comparison to the goats, I was trying to explain to him that a goat was actually an excellent value, but he, he was not buying it. And so we were not buying a goat. Um, but it was a lot of fun to just walk around. I really, um, liked the experience of thinking about yarn and fiber from its source like that. I, I, I really feel like learning a lot about the different breeds of sheep and the different types of fiber and the way that they behave. Um, it's something I, I would love to just learn more about. So this was a great first taste of that for me. I could definitely see myself spending more time there um, next year and um, going back and, and really talking to the farmers and that kind of thing. They also had um, a children's tent. They did some sheep sharing de demonstrations, which we did not see. And then the big event, which was not on the day that we were there, is Sheep to Shawl. So Sheep to Shawl is a cool event where they um, they have teams of five. You're allowed one alternate. Um, and the teams have to actually go from um, a raw fleece to a finished shawl in a single day all the way through blocking the shawl so um they take a raw fleece and they card it and spin it and then weave it into a shawl and they get five hours so it's pretty um, amazing sounding i do know a group of women from my hometown who have done it in the past and i've seen pictures and things like that fancy tiger crafts did it last year and they have a great blog post about it that I will link to because it, it gives you a real sense of how the event works. But it's such a cool idea to me that you could really go from raw fleece to finished garment in a single day. Um, it sounds like they have pretty strict rules. So one of the rules is that you must um, use either a Colorado sheep or if you are a team from out of state, you have to use um, a fleece that comes from your home state or from Colorado. I guess anyone can use a Colorado fleece. But if you are from Nebraska or something, I guess you could use a, a fleece from there. Um, so I thought that was really cool. It's just a really neat thing. It's definitely an education-focused thing. And next year, I'm going to make sure that I can get up there and watch that piece of it. So um, a couple of other notes about the festival it was the 25th year, so some of the booths had these cool signs that they were a 25-year survivor. I'm sure that the festival provided that to them in terms of, um, you know, recognizing the fact that they had been there every year. A couple of those that I saw were um, 
shuttles, spindles, and skeins, which is the big yarn store in Boulder, Colorado. Um, but I would say probably I saw half a dozen signs like that in the marketplace of people who've been in business and been attending the wool market for 25 years. That, that's pretty remarkable, um, I think, in the fiber industry. So that was pretty neat. The other thing was that um, I... I'm going to forget the name now um, of the the folks that do the low, low bars. Um, I'm going to see if I can go to the knit. There it is. I'm going to go to the Network Girl site and see if I can find them. But um, I had seen on Instagram that they were going to be barmaids. Thank you, barmaids. That the barmaids were going to be at the event. And um, I was super excited to go and check out their stuff. I feel like stuff like that you want to touch and smell and decide what you like. Um, and obviously I hear their ads on the Network Girls all the time. Um, so I'd seen it on Instagram. I knew that they were going to be there. I walked around the marketplace and I think in the back of my head, I had in my mind, like, I know one of those sponsors is going to be here. And I think I thought it was Erin Lane bags. And that might just be because I did buy some Erin Lane bags at, um, Yarnfest and I love them and I'm super happy with them and I, I think I was fantasizing about buying more bags that did not pan out um, but I never saw the barmaids booth um, and then sure enough Sunday morning I woke up and there was a picture on Instagram about don't forget to come by the booth and I was like heck how did I miss that so somehow I missed them but it sounds like maybe they come um every year and so maybe next year I guess is what I'll have to hope for um because gosh I really thought I saw every single booth maybe it was crowded and I didn't step in um and there was a a brief flash of insanity on Sunday morning where I thought well my kids won't mind if I drag them in the car for an hour and a half so that I can buy lotion bars and look at sheep and I thought yeah that's not actually a good idea and we went bowling instead so anyways maybe I will um, bite the bullet and order something online or um, maybe I'll just be patient and and visit them in their booth next year so that was everything for that segment today um, the last segment that I wanted to talk about today was actually distracted um, it is summertime here and so we are doing all sorts of fun things but the most fun that we had um, this week was I took my husband as an early Father's Day gift, and we went to see Cirque du Soleil in Denver. Um, the name of the show down there is Curios, Curios, and um, and it was great. It, it's one of those um, in a tent in the parking lot of the Pepsi Center kind of shows, so pretty small, which means you're really up close with the performers, which I think is great. Um, once a year, I have to travel to Las Vegas for work for a big conference for my employer, and I don't enjoy much about Las Vegas, um, but I do really like to go and see the Cirque du Soleil shows. So this year when I was in Vegas, I saw the Michael Jackson show. I have to say, if any of you are in Vegas for anything ever, make sure you go because I loved it. I never stopped smiling the whole time. I, it was just the most fun. Um, so having seen some of those big production value shows in Vegas. The other one that I saw three years ago was O, which is a Cirque du Soleil show that involves water that defies explanation. It was the most incredible thing I had ever seen. So I kind of had thought my husband had never been to Cirque du Soleil. I thought, well, he'll like this and it'll be nice. But I was sort of had low expectations compared to some of the shows that I have seen. And I have to say that I thought it was tremendous. We had a great time. We had a lot of fun. Um, we had enough fun that I am going to take the kids next week and we're going to, I'm going to see it a second time, um, with my children. So, so that's really fun. Anyone in the Denver area or, or places where that is touring, um, I would highly, highly recommend that. Um, the other thing that we did that was cool, which was actually where I found out that Cirque du Soleil was in town was the, a couple of weekends ago, we went to the Denver Chalk Art Festival so this is something that they do annually in Larimer Square in Denver. We had never been before, um, and I'm always looking for new things to do with the kids. Both of my kids really like um, art, and so we picked a Sunday afternoon. We went down to Larimer Square, and it was super cool. I'll link to that in the show notes as well, but they had hundreds of artists 
lined up. They had the streets all blocked up, and they were doing these portraits of chalk. And they had different categories for the competition. So there were high school students and things like that that were there. I would say those were probably maybe six feet by six feet. And the bigger ones were more like eight by eight. Oh, I'm a terrible judge of dimensions. So that's probably completely wrong. But they were big and they were beautiful. And it was so amazing. So you just walk along. It was very, very crowded. But you walk along and you can watch the artists draw these amazing, amazing pictures from chalk. And um, so I will definitely link to that. Anyone who's in Colorado, I think it's an annual thing that happens in June. And I would highly recommend checking it out. So the other big exciting thing that I am doing this week is I'm taking my mom and we're going to go see Wicked in Denver. And I can't wait. I saw that show when it was in Denver in 2005. And I loved it. And um, my mom has a special affinity for The Wizard of Oz. And so uh, this kind of falls in between Mother's Day and her birthday. So we're going to go and have a girl's day, which we never have time to do um, on Saturday. So I'm really looking forward to that, and um, that'll be a lot of fun. I don't know if I'll bring any knitting or not <laughs> when I go to that. But um, but that's it for this week. I, um, I do anticipate that I may have the opportunity to um, publish another episode within the next week or so, because I do have some time this weekend and... I have big, big plans for my couple of dye pots in my kitchen this weekend while the kids are away. So um, if I've got more to talk about, I will be back soon. Thanks very much for listening and for hanging out with me today and have a fantastic day.